That's scripted for seven years before ultimately selling that company to Jonathan and Xenon Ventures. You call it kind of mini private equity now focused on kind of two companies. One is Parrot QA, basically testing, uh, you know, done in a more easy way. They've got about five customers paying a hundred bucks per month. So 500 bucks a month there. Got those customers by using Facebook ads, spending about a grand to get a new hundred dollar a month customer. Uh, just him really focused on it mainly with, with some other family members uh, based obviously in California, but also building Skylight, which is a multi-million dollar kind of e-commerce business with a software component they just added behind it. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Jake Kring. He is a jack of many, many trades, a master of couple. He's a builder by instinct, manager by heart, and a marketer by necessity. He loves writing code, assembling teams, and measuring growth. He built his current company, Parrot QA, to scratch an itch. Functional testing is a headache, and customers hate bugs. There has to be a better way. Jake, are you ready to take us to the top? Sure. Yeah. All right. How, so tell us how the, the tool actually works. People are familiar, obviously, with other tools in the space, like let's call it a user testing or Rainforest QA. How, how do you differentiate? Yeah. So uh, as far as I know, there's nothing else in the space that allows you to do the full uh, test setup, test management, test running without writing any code. Uh, and it's all cloud. You don't have to install anything uh, on your desktop. You don't have to install an extension. Uh, you actually just you start by just typing in the URL to your website. And from there, you just sort of click through our cloud portal and build uh, build tests. Um, as far as I know, there's nothing else that offers a uh, totally codeless solution. Interesting. And is this is your business model pure place ass? Yep. OK, great. So give me like give me an example. What's the average customer pay you per month for this? A uh, hundred bucks. hundred bucks. bucks is our average revenue per user. We have a $49 tier and a 199 tier. And we sort of split between those. And then we've got a sort of high touch model, but, but most are, most are in the 49 to 199. Tell me, I know you're not a sales guy. You do it cause you have to, but sell me on the hundred. What I mean, what do I get for a hundred? Uh, so there is actually isn't a hundred. That's the average, but yep. there's a 49 yep. and a 199 for, uh, 49. It's a, it's a starter pack. Um, and so it's basically, you get one user, uh, one, one seat, uh, you can set up a, a, a suite of tests. Uh, you can actually set up a couple suites of tests, uh, and you can run them once a day. But if you're running tests on every deploy, if you've got a team, um, uh, it, it, it makes sense to bump to the 199 tier. Interesting. So when I try to like test one of my sites, getlaka.com, it says, hey, it's not available. Is it behind a firewall? It is. It does have an SSL security, like a certificate on it. Does that prevent your tool from working? Uh, sorry, you cut out for a second. That's okay. Uh, it has a, what? Yeah, yeah. So like I, when, when my research team was testing this, just so I could ask better questions on gitlaka.com, one of my sites, uh, they, they said they got a, basically an error back that said, hey, that site's not available. Is it behind? And you asked, is it behind a firewall? Um, it, is that, is that obviously it's different than an, an, you know, an SSL certificate or are they, yeah. did they both prevent you from working? No, SSL does not. Uh, but yes, uh, if it's on a uh, private network, if it's on a behind a firewall, uh, as long as there is an easy way to auth through the firewall. So like a lot of folks will set up a, uh, like a basic auth, uh, firewall in front of their site. Uh, as long as there's a way to get through that, we can, if it's, uh, on, you know, like a, um, like a private network that you have to tunnel in to get to, it gets a little trickier. Mm-hmm. We actually have had customers, uh, set that up, but it's, it's takes a little more configuration. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. And when did you launch the company? What year? Jake, when did uh, you launch? I was, it was, uh, uh, sorry, you're cutting out. I'm, I'm losing you. That's okay. Yeah. When did you um, launch? What year? Uh, 2016. 
2016. Okay, cool. And I mean, give me a little bit. I mean, where from from a kind of life perspective, where were you in 2016? You quit your corporate job, or I mean, what was going on? No, I have. I it has uh, it has always been a side project. It has been a side project the the whole time I was building uh, the tech. So from 2016 until now, it was uh, I, I was actually running a startup at uh, another startup, another SaaS startup at the time, and built this uh, you know on the side. What happened to the other one? <laughs> Sold it to a private equity firm. Ah, okay, very good. What was the name of that company? Uh, scripted.com. Ah, very okay. So, did I mean, did you work? Uh, did you work directly with Ryan? Yeah, yeah, I know Ryan very well. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so he always mentioned kind of the business, the the other half of his team. You must have been like the business guy. He was a developer on Scripted. So yeah, so uh, Ryan and Sunil started Scripted, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and. Right around, let's see, right around the time we sold to private equity. You're talking about uh, to, to Jonathan, to Xenon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right around the time we sold, uh, Ryan moved on to to uh, to go basically full time on, on Twofer. Yep. And I went to Xenon to run Scripted. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then what? Obviously, we just had this, the current Scripted CEO on actually two weeks ago. So when did you leave? Oh, breaker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then I, so I left scripted about six or so months ago. No, earlier than that. No. Cause I left in, I left in February. So whatever that was seven or eight months ago. Okay. And, and why? I mean, Jonathan's an intense guy. Is he tough to work with? <laughs> no, I think uh, honestly, after seven years of working on scripted, I just wasn't bringing new ideas to the table anymore. I wasn't, I, I wasn't sort of proud of my work. Um, I, I, we had a really good year in 2017. We grew it two and a half X. It got profitable under Xenon um, for really its first time in, in, in scripted's history. So I felt really good about the work I'd done, but also didn't feel, feel like 2018, I was going to bring new ideas and continue to solve problems. Sort of felt a little burnt out on it. Um, and Jonathan, as soon as he gets the sense that he's holding someone back, he wants them to, he pushes them out of the neck, nest and wants them to fly on their own. And I think yeah. he got the sense and I had the sense that uh, you know, it, it, I was going to flatline even if, even if the business was doing all right. Yep. Um, well, good so, to, clo- to, to close out that story. Yeah. Doug came on a couple of weeks ago and the company's doing well. They, they've just passed about between 500,000 customers, 250 grand a month in revenue. That's almost, it's more than doubled from when Jonathan bought the company. So healthy growth there and churns down to sub 2%. So lots of wow. nice changes happening there. Uh, according to Doug, let's focus back though on, on you, Jake. So this was a, this was a side project. You were using it to test scripted. Exactly. That's exactly right. Okay. Got it. So then you said, okay, I'm going to leave kind of Xenon Jonathan. It's been amazing. I've learned a lot, but I'm going to go build this full time. That was in 2016. Well, sort of. Sort of. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. So 2016 uh, was when I started on Parrot. Uh, 2018 is when I left Scripted. But actually I've left, uh, I, I'm still running it as a side project. So I, I am also running another business uh, that has a SaaS component, but is largely e-commerce. Um, and that one I'm running with a friend of mine from high school and I'm, uh, you know, that's really what I left to go full time. on. What's that other thing? What's the name of the e-commerce site? <laughs> so the e-commerce site is skylightframe.com. Skylight also, frame. Skylight frame. And we also have skylight cow. We sell the, we sell the, uh, hardware. We also sell a, a subscription software on top of that, uh, that allows customers to update their frames with videos and, and, uh, do it, you know, from a mobile app, uh, <clears throat> So that's a combined e-commerce SaaS business. Uh, 
The SaaS component we just added since I started. So that was something I built out with my partner uh, in the last couple of months. So let's let's stay focused on Parrot QA. It's nice to get context though about these other things that are in your world. So you you kind of side project 2016, 2018, you really get going here on Parrot uh, QA. What have you scaled to in terms of total customers just on Parrot? Only five. Okay, five customers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So five customers paying about a hundred bucks a month. So you got about 500 bucks a month in revenue here. I mean, so why not? I mean, this is a hot space. I mean, user testing is hot. I mean, I've had a bunch of these companies on, they're all growing really quickly. This is, in- I mean, this is interesting. Why don't you have the confidence to go all in on this? That's a good question. Uh, <clears throat> well, for starters, when I left scripted, it wasn't making any money. So it, it's it's really in the last couple of months that it has actually you know uh, started to find product market fit, and so I didn't have confidence when uh, I was sort of uh, making a life choice about what my next role was. Um, and the reality is that the the full time job now just has so much promise, and so it's so obvious that it's uh, that it's working, and that the, and that there's product market fit. That it's tough to justify the opportunity. Cost. Why is that obvious? By the way, so like I don't know a ton about Skylight. I didn't do research on that before. This is a new news to me now, but I'm doing research as we talk. I mean, as you see Facebook launch Portal, right, and and Amazon launch these things with screens to put in your kitchen. I mean, that seems like they're just gonna knock the hell out of this product. Don't- Totally. And I think, I think that's a real possibility. I mean, we've talked about it as sort of a, you know, we're in a little raft surrounded by sharks right now. Uh, but I think uh, we just have a very narrow uh, market that is uh, big enough for us, but not big enough for the big dogs to play in. Sure. So, uh, you know, we, we are focused on a very simple Who? set of experiences. Who's the customer? Uh, mothers and grandmothers, largely. Uh, it's, it's older generations. So grandmas uh, that don't even know what Amazon is. So Amazon can't be a threat. They- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Those of you that are wondering, what is Skylight? It's essentially you walk in. It's a frame. I think it's a real quick. Sorry, Jake, just to give audience context. Skylight is essentially a frame. It's a digital frame, so you can kind of put kind of pictures in there. But it looks like a regular kind of picture frame, and it sounds like there's software behind it that you guys are now selling. So, give me a general sense, Jake. Over the past twelve months, like what does revenue look like on this tool? That'll help me understand, like maybe why you're not going all in on the SaaS product. Yeah, uh, it's millions. Okay, um, millions. But but yeah. margins are good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they're they're e-commerce margins. They're not SaaS margins. Which are what? What are e-commerce margins? Um, good e-commerce margins are in the thirty to forty range. Okay. Um, uh, EBITDA margin or gross? Uh, yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking EBITDA. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, look. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, and and but at the same time, like I I think there's a lot of promise in in Parrot. I just think. Um, I'm happy to grow it slowly. I'm not in a, you know, I, I've sort of been through the, the VC ringer at this point, and I'm happy to have a thing that that um, gradually becomes a nest egg. Uh, I'm, I'm not really in a rush. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I haven't really had the impulse to like, double down. I certainly haven't had the impulse to, to raise money for it. Yeah, well, I mean, and by the way, there, obviously, I, yeah, kind of VC ringer, you also had the, the venture debt ringer, uh, on top of scripted. So like you, you had it, you had it double bad. Um, (laughs) but, but you can still grow. I mean, look, you can still grow this faster than what you're currently growing it. If you, if you spend all your time on it, I'm just trying to understand, I want to get in your head and understand like how you balance your time and how you convince yourself that it's okay to spend one day a month or one day a week on parrot versus going just all in on, like I could ask the question the other way. Why not go all in on skylight? Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think, uh, honestly, you know, I think it gets, it's, it's sort of spiritual to some extent, my, my, uh, sort of need to be working on a lot of different things at once and, and my inability to, to pick one thing and pour all of my, my eggs into that basket. I think to some extent, uh, uh, I felt like I, I've worked on projects before where I felt like I put all my eggs in the basket and when they fell through, I was devastated. So it's sort of like a breakup thing. You know, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, after you've been in a long relationship, you want to date around a little bit. Yeah, and so I, parents I think, break up sex. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> sure. That's, that's roughly the logical extension of my analogy. Sure. Interesting. Okay. Um, let's see if I can pull some more lessons out of parrot here for a second. How'd you get the first five customers? Where'd you get them? Uh, Facebook largely is the acquisition channel. It cost me about a thousand dollars to acquire a customer on Facebook. I think that's part of the other reason is I don't, I don't have, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to throw at it. Um, so just uh, to be clear, a thousand bucks to get a new hundred dollar a month customer. So it's like 12, basically a year long payback. Yeah. And I haven't had any churn yet, but presumably churn is going to be fairly large because it's small businesses. Um, but it should certainly, they should one would stick around longer than 10 months. Yeah. Just you on the product or is there other people on the team? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's mostly me. I work with my, my cousin, uh, my cousin's husband has been sort of helping me on the sales side and, and, and taking a bunch of the calls with me. Um, but in terms of development and in terms of, of, uh, support and, uh, yeah. And, and a lot of the sales I'm, I'm doing most of it myself. Yeah. Interesting. And then, uh, bootstrapped, I assume, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Because yep. you've kind of, I mean, so what learnings did you take from scripted? And I got Doug's perspective. I, I'm close with Jonathan. I got his, I have everyone's perspective. You're actually the only person I would say that probably I haven't spoken with. Um, I didn't actually know, I didn't know about you until you mentioned scripted. I just knew Sunil and, and Ryan. So yeah, I mean, what lessons did you take from that? Did you raise too much too soon or what? No, I, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I won't speak to that. I, I think that, um, Let's see. I learned a couple of things. One is retention is just so, so, so important. And, and you can, uh, it, it, it doesn't necessarily matter in the early days cause you can pile enough onto marketing to, to, to sort of outpace it, but it just keeps eating away at you. Um, and that was, I think my biggest failing when I was running it was that I didn't fundamentally solve the retention, uh, problem. Um, and you know, when I started running it, when I ended it, the retention was roughly equal. Um, and so that was, that was one big learning. I think another learning was about venture capital was just that, uh, venture capital. You guys took in 15 from Bessemer or Andreessen? No, no, no. It wasn't, it was, uh, we took some from Crosslink, some from Redpoint and some from Storm and then right. some venture debt on top of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think what I learned there is that, um, uh, it's actually fairly rare that entrepreneurs and, and VCs are totally aligned. Uh, in that entrepreneurs can have great outcomes with five to $10 million businesses and VCs can't, and that's not their model. And the second they get a whiff that some, that, that something is moving towards that model, it's not that appealing to them. And that's, you know, that's totally fine. That's their line of business. It's a completely rational line of business. It makes a ton of sense. Um, but, um, as an entrepreneur, you actually don't need to swing for grand slams. Yep. Um, yep. You know, singles, doubles, triples, home runs are all are all great hits um, and are all much more likely. And there's a lot of great businesses that, and this is Jonathan's whole model, right? There's a lot of great businesses that get that are sort of the exhaust of the VC ecosystem that get left in the dust because they don't fit the the unicorn mold, and that's too bad because because a lot of that value gets lost. Yep. Um, 
And so, yeah, I mean, a lot of what I'm thinking about now is, is how do I bootstrap and grow slowly and, and, and carefully so that at each step, um, the, the customer base can, can cover all our costs. Any plans to exit Skylight? Are you in acquisition talks right now with anyone? Right now it's, you know, we saw three X growth this year. If we do that again, I mean, this will be more than double digit million business, um, uh, uh, and, you know, run by a few people. So it just, to us, it's sort of heads down until, uh, until at least mid late next year. Very good. All right. Let's wrap up here quick with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Oh man. Uh, Good question. Uh, how about the the book behind you? How to be a capitalist without any? <laughs> hey, I'll take it. All right, number two. Uh, name a name a CEO you're following or studying. Um, <clears throat> good question. Uh, how about uh, Howard Schultz? He's maybe no, no longer a CEO, but but he was, and I think a, a visionary in in, the, in that role. Number three. What billing tool are you using on Parrot? Stripe. Number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, try. I try to get a full nine. So Jake, what do you get? How many hours? Nine. Oh, you do get nine. Okay, good. And what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? Married. Married as of uh, about a month ago. Oh, exciting. Very good. No kids? No kids. All right. And how old are you? Uh, 30. 30. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, slow down. Guys, <laughs> slow down. Enjoy the ride. He was at scripted for seven years before ultimately selling that company to Jonathan and Xenon Ventures. You call it kind of mini private equity. Now focused on kind of two companies. One is Parrot QA, basically testing, uh, you know, done uh, in a more easy way. They've got uh, about five customers paying 100 bucks per month. So 500 bucks a month there. Got those customers by using Facebook ads, spending about a grand to get a new $100 a month customer. Uh, just him really focused on it mainly with, with some other family members uh, based obviously in California, but also building Skylight, which is a multi-million dollar kind of e-commerce business with a software component they just added behind it. So we'll see which scales faster. Jake, appreciate you taking us to the top. Thank you.